Hello and welcome to the France 24 interview. Our guest is Rafael Grossi. He is the Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, and he's with us uh, from the headquarters of the UN agency in Vienna. Thank you very much. Hello, good to talk to you. Thank you. A uh, couple of days ago, you went to uh, Zaporizhia. Zaporizhia is the largest uh, nuclear plant in Europe. It's obviously located in Ukraine, very close uh, to where uh, the fighting is uh, raging. And you went there a few days after uh, the destruction of the nearby Khakovka uh, Dam, whose water is used to call the reactors of the nuclear plant. Are you satisfied that the situation is now under control or are you worried that uh, what happened to the dam could still have dire consequences for the nuclear plant? Bit of both, I would say. On the one hand, uh, when I visited, I could see that the first initial uh, measures were taken by the management of the plant to preserve uh, the, the amount of water which is already uh, um, in the, contained in a, in a cooling pond uh, in the uh, adjacency of the plant. But it is obvious that uh, this will not be enough in the medium and, and long term to continue with this. So alternative measures, additional measures, mitigation measures will have to be adopted and taken. And this was what I was discussing uh, there. So like everything else uh, with regards to Saporizia, it's a day-to-day -day thing. Uh, uh, in this in this regard, this was an unexpected, although not entirely um, um, unsurprising uh, thing, because we were uh, considering that uh, the the dam could could be a military target, and what would happen in in that regard. So we had some some evaluations of that, but of course we were hoping that that would not happen. Well. Of course, it did. Uh, so we have this additional layer, if you want, of uh, concern uh, over a situation which is in and by itself extremely volatile, because as you know, this plant is sitting on the front line, not near the front line, in the vicinity of the front line, a few kilometers from the front line, is on the front line. So it is obvious that in the context of the ongoing uh, counteroffensive and the and the military activities there and the combats uh, there, uh, the plant is incredibly uh, you know uh, fragile um, and open to uh, damage in case of an exchange of fire uh, there. Right. Uh, the plant uh, has been controlled uh, by uh, the Russians. The Russians are saying uh, the danger is not us. It's the Ukrainians uh, that are targeting uh, the plant or um, Russian targets near the plant. Is this also what you're seeing, that Ukraine is hitting the plant? Well, you know, from uh, someone said that, uh, you know, uh, in, in a war, the truth is the first victim. Uh, without attributing truth or, or, or lack thereof, I would say that there is a it's a conflicting, conflicting narrative from the very beginning. This is why it is so important that the IEA is there and our people are there. And we have seen uh, on one side or the other side um, information, uh, allegations, assertions uh, from the top levels to, to, to middle levels, to journalists. Um, and we are not, of course, not guided by, by those. The objective reality is that this is a very, very volatile uh, situation uh, and we are there to, um, if possible, prevent an accident and inform about, about what is happening. We do not have the technical elements 
to determine or ascertain at each occasion uh, where the danger is coming from. We can have ideas, we can have speculation about it, but I'd rather not get into that. You know, worrying about the accident, trying to prevent the accident is is is, is enough for us um, without getting into a process of attributing uh, guilt um, for the actions. What I've said at the Security Council is no shooting, whoever does it, no shooting at the nuclear power plant, no militarization of the nuclear power plant and shooting from the nuclear power plant. This is clear. It applies to everybody. Right. Uh, well, what the top level in Ukraine is saying, Vladimir Zelensky a few days ago said that according to his intelligence, Russia has made all the preparation for an attack on uh, the plant, not an accident, an attack. His chief of military intelligence uh, said that preparations are being done. Russian troops have moved vehicles charged with explosives uh, into uh, the plant. They've mined uh, the cooling pond. You have a team on the ground. Is this what they're witnessing? Well, I would never, you know, enter into an argument with the president of Ukraine, whom I know very, very well and with whom I've been in contact regularly and meeting with him uh, personally. What I can say is I I, I was there. Uh, I, I, I did not see this kind of uh, development. Uh, our teams are there and they are reporting every day uh, what, what's happening. I'm not private to this intelligence uh, report that you are referring to. Right. So uh, you don't think that uh, there will be a Russian attack on, on the plant? It's not what you're uh, seeing? What I'm saying is that we don't see what you just said. Uh, in terms of the future, uh, I wouldn't be so, uh, you know, adventurous into getting to, you know, what is going to happen or not happen there. I think anything can happen. This is what worries me. Right. Uh, I want to turn quickly to Iran. In your latest yes. report, uh, you said that its stockpile of enriched uranium has increased by more than a quarter in the last three months. Three months ago, you went to Tehran. You reached yes. an agreement uh, with the top-level authorities uh, to uh, some new verification control measures. Obviously, uh, this is not working. It's a failure, uh, this agreement. Uh, I would say I would not agree with your uh, such a stern judgment uh, in, in the sense that it is not working. Uh, I don't think it's working at the level and at the pace I would like to see it working. What we agreed, so that the audience is aware, what we agreed is that Iran would be co collaborating with the agency, limiting some activities, allowing us to add more verification monitoring capacities. We have been able to do some of that, not all of that. And uh, what you, there you are absolutely um, on the spot. Iran is continuing its uh, enrichment activities. Um, and of course, this is raising concerns. So this is why we are telling uh, our Iranian counterparts that uh, the only way for them to get some uh, confidence internationally is to help and to contribute and to work together with us. Without that, it will it will not be possible, whatever they say and whatever they affirm. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, the uh, 2015 JCPOA agreement essentially uh, fell through a few months ago. However, we're learning that there are negotiations between yes. the Biden administration and Iran to try to find an informal agreement. Iran would halt the enrichment, the U.S. would lift uh, some uh, sanction. This would be a kind of informal, unwritten uh, agreement. Are you aware of that? And more importantly, are you in favor of such a deal? Well, I, I'm aware uh, of, of, of this. Of course, bilateral contacts between 
uh, Iran and uh, in this case the United States or any other country aiming at uh, providing some form of de-escalation or limitation um, in and by themselves are, are, are not bad. What I always say, uh, you know, not surprising from, from, from me, would be that this should be verifiable. And we should be able to verify that. So I would be keen on getting more details about that if there is any such uh, agreement. So uh, the kinds, the types of agreements that they, that may exist is, of course, in the political decision of the countries. You were referring to JCPOA. It's true, JCPOA is in a very bad shape at the moment. It, it, it is an empty shell, basically. Nobody has declared it dead, but um, it is. there's no diplomatic activity around it. Um, the, the IAA continues to, to, to be there. So I hope it, it, that if there is any uh, alternative agreement or any kind of agreement of any sort, um, we will uh, be invited to be the ones to um, inspect and verify that whatever commitments uh, are taken there um, are, are for real and not just a piece of paper. Rafael Grossi, that's all we have time for. I want to thank you very much uh, for you, uh, appearing uh, on the France 24 interview from the headquarters of the IAA in Vienna. And thank you all for watching it.